Hello and welcome. Today we have with us Ole Christian Kvarsvik, who is the managing director at Rendra IAS, part of GDM Technology Group, and he is going to present us a little bit uh, Streambeam. Hi Ole Christian. Hi, morning. Morning. Uh, can you please start sharing your screen and uh, yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, so um, I'll give you an introduction to uh, Streambeam. As uh, the name indicates, uh, the technology is about streaming building information models. So it means basically that you don't need to store any files or save anything on your desktop. You just stream uh, whatever is closer to you. Uh, so you see what's relevant in uh, depending on your position. So you will see that when I move around, it starts popping up new objects, more details as we're closing up. So that's the core of our technology, and that's the streaming uh, part of it. Uh, there's um, the main view is, of course, the 3D view, where you just drag the model around your viewpoint. Viewpoint is indicated also in this 2D map in the lower right corner. And you can also, by double-clicking or double-tapping on handheld devices, you will go to full 2D, where you can zoom in, zoom out, and move around. So uh, a lot of the navigation uh, is done just dragging around in a 2D. So if we move into this bedroom here, uh, double-tap, you will see that you are put in that position uh, as well. Streambeam is... Um, uh, a software that was originally made or designed for handheld devices. So you will see that a lot of the menus and the options that you have are on the left-hand side and the right-hand side. Uh, so it's easy to operate using your thumbs on a, on a tablet uh, or a phone. Um, so let's move quickly into this. We organize models into different layers. Uh, so this project here, this is the Norwegian acronym for architect, ARC. And if you start switching on and off uh, the layers, you will see uh, different uh, disciplines that occur here. So if you switch off the facade, etc. And those uh, layers can also, uh, of course, be highlighted. Uh, sorry. I'll switch all layers on. And then if you um, do, say, electrical and highlight, you will see that all the electrical items and objects are highlighted, while the rest is transparent. Same sprinkler, you will see the sprinkler system highlighted. Uh, the ID behind this is that as a contractor or a subcontractor, you will uh, usually be responsible for one layer or could be responsible for one layer. So an easy access where you can see all the objects that are covered by your contract. Highlighted, uh, basically. So um, that's the general grouping and uh, organizing of um, of IFC files and models. Um, behind a layer, there could be one or more files. So if you name them the same in this view here, they are grouped together. So this 
RIB, which is structural engineer. Uh, if you name them the same, they're grouped into one layer and you can switch them on and off. You see the rebar layer here is multiple files. So in this project, it's um, approximately 10 gigabytes of IFC files uploaded and grouped into layers where you can switch on and off. So it's a simple merge, I would say, of files into different layers. And the layers are what we're streaming. Comments, questions? <laughs> you said 10 gigabytes of... Uh, of uh... Uh, how is that handled uh, from uh, mobile phones? Like, it, 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 do you get any optimization uh, for for the models for your phone, or you'll you'll need this ten gigabytes of space to run it? No, no, it's um, uh, Streambeam is a cloud service, so uh, all the data is uh, stored in the, in the cloud. We are using AVS in Frankfurt. Uh, which means you don't have to store anything on your device. Uh, so you can have a rather old smartphone uh, and still uh, operate this uh, facility here with 10 gigabytes of IFC files. So you can navigate quite quite easy through that because we just stream and we also um, identify the, the capacity of the device where you're running. So we do a lot of optimizations based on which device you are on. Uh, as well as uh, the general optimization for, for the streaming technology, which means that there are triangles um, streamed uh, to a device near you, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, what about connectivity? Uh, do you need 4G in order for this to work properly? No, uh, a 3G connection is uh, sufficient. And to, uh, to some degree, we cache some of the results as well. So it will be um, less, uh, well, not, not that uh, uh, fragile to, to bad, poor connectivity. Yeah, but, uh, but regular 3G connection is, uh, is sufficient to operate uh, StreamBeam. But of course, the better connection, the, the faster it operates. Yeah, that sounds good. Regarding the users of the tool, uh, is it? You said that the contractor, you named contractors. It's only contractors who are using mostly this tool. Is there uh, no value in this for designers or uh, material suppliers or maybe uh, clients? Uh, no, we have uh, we have customers from from all those uh, different um, uh, parts of the industry. So uh, we have uh, lots of uh, public clients. Uh, we have. Uh, I guess 10, 20 uh, hospital projects in Norway uh, only, where the client is the customer. Um, but we also have uh, design companies and uh, the software is also used a lot in, in typical VDC ICE meetings, where you, through design coordination and that part and uh, that stage. The streaming is also set up as a, uh, as a BCF server. Uh, but you do, um, yeah, uh, task management issues, uh, follow-ups, that's done in this capture module. So we can get uh, get to that later on. I'll give you an introduction to that as well. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so yeah, you can uh, go on. Yeah, so um, as this is um, 
building information models, there's obviously some information that needs to be displayed. Uh, so every object has uh, properties. You have attributes and properties. Um, also has relations, which uh, we display here. So the type object related to this uh, is, well, in this case, there are 2,413 objects of the same type. Uh, so you can see also relations that are uh, in the IFC uh, files, uh, the BIM files, basically. Where did you get that number from? 2000 and the number oh, you Oh, sorry. Said. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a count. So we count all objects that share this, uh, this uh, type object. But you can, uh, you can also uh, check for light fixtures. So if you look for object class, you will see that there are almost 9,000 uh, light fixtures in total. But of this type, it was uh, not quite as much. Uh, you can also um, filter by property as well. So if we see how many light fixtures that are connected to uninterrupted power supply, uh, we can see all the objects that are on UPS, typically uh, emergency lighting and lights on operational uh, uh, rooms. So 1,702. So it's counted every time you, you make a filter here. I understand. Um, you, can, um, you can also see the different values of, of a type. So if we use these parameters down here uh, on the process side, we see that you have a control area here, uh, which means it's, a, it's basically it's a production zone for, for lean construction, uh, typically. So if I first select this value here, which is uh, in uh, building 52, uh, third floor and third area in third floor, it selects all uh, the objects in the entire floor. If we move up, you will be able to see down. But this is uh, like a piece of the pie of the entire project. So it's all objects. But if I also uh, split it into or hit this uh, property name boost, uh, to contract, it will list all the values that this property can have. So you will see that there are uh, 10 contracts operating in this area. So the 301, that's plumbing, 302 is mechanical, 401 is electrical. And if you look on the only the mechanical, you will see that it's only ventilation, uh, basically. But you also count these objects. So the ventilation uh, contract, mechanical, is 630 objects in this production zone. Interesting. So uh, it's um, uh, yeah, quite easy to navigate through, filter, search, group, um, etc. Yeah, let's go to the same floor level. Is the view the same on the mobiles? Uh, like you have the the map on the right bottom corner? Yes, but of course you have to do some compromises to, to get it fit into a mobile screen. Um, so I guess maybe the, the Optim tablet or iPads or, or things like that maybe has the, the optimal screen uh, size. I would say, depending on what you want to do, of course, but um, yeah. Another cool thing, um, 
maybe you have seen it, but we also uh, display all the objects in the 2D view. So if we ask for um, all the light fixtures of this type, but we could also ask, okay, so uh, if you have structured data like in this project, you can say that, okay, so this is uh, electrical circuit. It's circuit number 18 connected to the uh, distribution board 4330029. But if I hit that, I will list all objects that are member of this electrical circuit. Uh, and you will see it also in, in 2D. And this is um, kind of crucial for uh, if you want to do a drawing list project. So electrical has been one of the disciplines which has been really difficult to support for, for drawing list project because they don't get an overview. They don't, when they are at the distribution board, they want to know which objects are uh, to be connected to this circuit. Uh, where do I put the, uh, yeah, the boxes in basically. So we made this, uh, this view also uh, to highlight um, yeah, all the objects in uh, this uh, power circuit uh, connected. So you can see it also in 2D, which is very useful when you're looking for it. Uh, you can also see the unique numbers of them and you can do selections also in, in 2D. So if I wanna look at this uh, light fixtures, I can just select it in the 2D view as well. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Um, not only because, yeah, uh, if you see all the objects in 3D, it doesn't or, always make sense. As you can see here, you don't know exactly where this light fixture is, right? So it's easier to see actually where it's in the layout if you use the 2D for that. So uh, when we say it's a drawingless project, it doesn't mean that we, doesn't use, that we don't use um, 2D. It's just that we don't um, design the, the drawings. We don't spend hours and hours designing drawings yeah. yes 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 the drawings are not produced anymore it's they are just generated within the platform right exactly so it's a byproduct of the model it's just a different view of the model basically so the door schedule that's a third view of of, of a model so bim is not only 3d as many uh, misconceptions <laughs> we discussed that in the in the podcast uh, we had yeah yeah, so that's the search filter stuff, uh, object information. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, clip planes are, uh, it's also available. So if you hit the surface with your thumb or your cursor, like here, you can then uh, just drag your finger and section through the facility. You can have as much as eight different planes. So if I add another one, horizontal one, we'll see. Okay, so it's became. Awesome. You can add two at the same yeah, time. Yeah, you can have uh, you can have six or eight oh. actually. Uh, so. Um, and they are activated simultaneously at the same time. Yeah, so you just swap between them. Um, here on the overview. Can you remove some of them if you want? Oh yes, you can remove all of them and reset, or you can remove just one of them. So if I do the horizontal here, I select it and I use the uh, so easy the bin. Yeah. But why why so many planes? Uh, why uh, six or uh, eight? You you said eight. 
Yeah, uh, the reason for it is that uh, lots of the project, they, they cut a, uh, a cube uh, as a production zone to make it easy for the people on site to actually identify what to produce today or tomorrow. Or, uh, but uh, I'll tell you why we had to make more. Uh, it's because when you have six uh, planes already and you want to do a measure plane, you need, we can use the same technology for that. So that's why we needed additional uh, cutting planes. Well, I'll show you here. Uh, if, you, um, if we set a, a clip plane here, and uh, yeah, maybe I'll drag it down to the next level here. Basically, if we add a measure plane, if you want to measure to, yeah, whatever, basically. This is where we produce a drawing right off, right out of the model. Uh, then you needed an additional one. So first, a perfect cube, six um, uh, different clip planes, but then you wanted to measure as well, and then you needed the seventh and maybe the eighth. <laughs> so that's that's the reason. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this looks very nice, actually. So when you, when you have this drawing and or measuring mode. So you are locked on that plane, right? Yeah. You, when you measure, you, you measure only in uh, X, Y coordinates. Yes, now we're locked in this uh, coordinate. So basically, we, we create a drawing out of, uh, out of the model. Uh, and as you can see, we, now I also uh, activated the grids, which is from the model. Um, but you can see that this is the grid 28, HH. Um, but you want to measure sometimes also for this pipe. Where does this come out of? Uh, uh, the concrete so uh, it snaps so you can measure yeah it, it snaps, snaps also to the grid lines yeah snap so this is laser measurement uh and as you can see it goes to the center point of the pipe and it also lists uh the diameter that you're hitting here yeah so it's um uh, this project here this hospital project of 50,000 square meter is produced almost without using drawings uh they just use the measurements in the model what about uh on uh, with the pipe on the right side the measure wa was at the side at yeah. the quadrant wasn't it hit it hit uh, it hit some uh, insulation or uh, an object we need to uh, hit only one guid uh, so if there's an overlapping object you might get this uh, this problem uh-huh okay so it's uh, Yeah, you know, I, I'm challenging you. I don't, I don't make yes, it you easy are. for you. Uh, that's a very, <laughs> that's a very good, uh, good that you notice that. Oh, so it hits, it hits uh, some insulation here, which it can't handle. Obviously, it should, uh, it should go to the center point here. If everything works out perfectly, let me try here. Yeah, this is. No overlapping objects, and you can see it goes to. Yeah. So yeah. if we if we hit two different GUIDs, we uh, we think okay, so maybe it's two objects, not one. Yeah. So uh, this way, uh, it's good that it's like you see if it's visible if you make an error if you did not snap to the right to the desired uh, position, and you can uh, yeah you can easily adjust it. Looks very good. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, 
I can show you a little bit how, how it works here as well. If we add, a, oh, let's just add a measuring plane. Let me see. So now when we are above a uh, suspended ceiling, if you hit a circular object, it will uh, cut a plane, a measuring plane, 90 degrees to it. So you can see like here, and it measures to the center point of the duct. But you can also extend the vector here. So if you extend, it will not go to the center point, but from the wall, or in this case, from the grid line GG here. You can see. Yeah. Yeah. And if you will want to go all the way to the wall, you just extend that again. Uh, so it's a vector that you can just extend to and from. Neat. Uh, yeah. And you can also do snap measures. Uh, let me just uh, align this 90 degrees and uh, see if we have a sectioning here. Um, but if we change to snap, you can start either from a uh, wall uh, like this. Oh, it should have been snapping to this. I'm not sure why it doesn't do that. I'll uh, remove all the clip lines. <laughs> I think it's messing it up. Add a measuring plane. Ah, Yeah, so there you go. Uh, let me see the snap measure. It should be uh, snappable here. It's not. There you go. So if I take from this corner and then hover over uh, some objects, it will then display just a, a distance. So let me clean this up and start all over. If you hit either a line or a corner, uh, in this case, it's just the edge here, start there, it will only take the, the horizontal line to whatever you hit when you uh -huh. just move the cursor over objects. So you can uh, continuously see the distances that you're measuring to. And then if you want, you can place the measurement. Uh, it's just clicking it out. So that's how it works. But you can see and now it snaps also to the corner. And if it's a corner and not an edge, uh, you will take X, Y, and Delta. Uh, and you can place that also as well, uh, wherever you want, and just put it in the scene uh, so you can see it. Um, so the measurements you get here is the height, in this case, 66,400. That's uh, the center point of this pipe. And here is 66,134 millimeters. Uh, this is dependent on that you actually model your um, model on a high, uh, correct height, of course, above sea level, uh, usually. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, uh, measured diameter um, and distances. That's how the 
the measuring tool works. It looks very good, very intuitive and helpful. Yeah, I think what we're trying to do is, is flip, the, flip the workflow around. So instead of uh, designers um, and engineers uh, being in the office and uh, uh, trying to produce the measurements they think you need to produce the, the building, you, you flip that around so the, the guys on site can actually derive the measurement they actually need uh, at any given time uh, out there. And uh, uh, at least supplementary uh, to whatever has been uh, exposed in drawings uh, by designers and architects. Yes, that that makes sense. It's good. It's very good that you have uh, clients that are uh, willing to try this. Yeah, yeah, that that's very important and very nice that it's happening. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Uh, public clients, I guess, are um, together with. Uh, contractors and subcontractors our main customers but we also have consultants um, of course um, yeah so that's um, object info clip planes measuring planes uh, we have some general features like uh, most other uh, say beam viewers uh, where we can hide objects by simply clicking on them and you will see the name of those and you can bring them back in the scene. Uh, so it's an easy, easy feature and functionality. Um, move the chair, same here. Uh, with the option of, of bringing it back in the scene. So I could select that or just reset. That's easy. Uh, the more complex part of uh, StreamBIM uh, will be the, the workflows uh, where you handle all your uh, issues, uh, issue management, task management. Uh, this is uh, just a demo project, but uh, uh, it works like any for those uh, listening that heard of BCF. This is uh, the BCF, the BIM collaboration format, uh, where you have uh, position, uh, view uh, angle or viewpoint, uh, and you can do management where you create issues uh, for follow-ups and uh, comments, etc. So if we uh, move into one of these workflows, um, yeah, steel inspections or whatever you want to call it, um, as you can see here, you had some issues mentioned uh, regarding a column. And um, the comment is connected with an annotation on the model. On site, of course, you will be able to take photos as well uh, and combine that uh, with uh, the model position. Okay, so so is this available for everybody who can open the model, right? This is not uh, just uh, one uh, user uh, available, right? You don't take this as notes for yourself. You take this in the model, right? Yeah, and and um, good question. Um, if you uh, create a workflow, if you add a new one here, you control the admin rights here. So um, if we call this, um, yeah, quality assurance um, electrical something, and then you need an editor that can edit this, uh, but the access rights, this is where you control who can see and view and create, etc. So general access is those that can 
work with it. So let's say it's the client and uh, the electrical wasn't uh, created here. We don't have a group called electrical, so let's use the plumber. QA plumbing. Okay, so now general access, that's the client or the site manager or whoever, uh, and the plumbing. So members of this group can see and create issues. And you can set assignee and due date. I'll just add quickly the project can be set as assignee. That's typically plumbing. And who can set the topic as closed. And that's if the client is following up on this, he can close them then. And then you can use the same to set priority, who can set cost and who can comment. Typically, the, the yeah, say the, the client or building owner maybe uh, can, can comment on the topics or, or whatever. I see. So all those rights are controlled. Yeah. Do you also have integrations for other softwares that are handling uh, only issue uh, management Management that, for example, can integrate with other softwares? Yes, we have, um, uh, I think I'll briefly mention it, but we have um, um, Streamium is a BCF server. So we can use uh, Solibri to create issues uh, through their live connector. So they are set up as a client and stream them as a, as a server. Um, just released a official version uh, supporting that um, from Solibri side. Um, also VREX, uh, the virtual reality meeting app, as can work with our um, capture module where you have all the issue management uh, directly. So they can be in virtual reality and create issues and then you will appear uh, in the workflow that it's connected to basically yeah, yeah i was thinking more uh, like uh, an app like beam collab or uh, beam track because actually vrex it's also using beam collab they have integration with beam collab yeah yeah so beam collab uh, uh, beam track uh, are also bcf servers right so we are more uh, competitors to those or we could be collaborators so if you want to use Streambeam as, um, say, just for field uh, management or, or issue management in field, uh, you can also set up uh, Streambeam as, as a client. We, we, didn't, uh, uh, we didn't set it up against Beam Collab or, or Beam Track uh, yet. Uh, that might be an option later on. But right now, we do the same as Beam Collab and Beam Track. So we are set up as a BCF server. Yeah, OK. That's how it how it works. So, if you want to, yeah, let's switch on some some more layers here. <laughs> but but uh, how it works is um, uh, that now we just created this uh, this workflow called uh, QA plumbing, right? Uh, and I switched on all the objects. So if we have a problem above suspended ceiling here with some uh, pipes or yeah, sprinkler head, uh, whatever, you're in QA plumbing and you can create a new issue. You just hit the, the pin here and give it a sprinkler. Yeah, you can give, give it labels for different filtering purposes. You can assign it to the group or members of that group set a due date. So this is just normal issue management stuff where you can, yeah, 
blah, blah, blah. And then send responsibility. Uh, this is also a chat, so you can mention people or groups here. So as soon as you mention someone, so if I mention myself, take a look at this, you get a push notification on your phone immediately that uh, you are mentioned on a case and you'll get a URL and you're taken to the, the problem, basically, quite easy. Okay, so that's, that's how it works. Uh, since we didn't define any user rights to costs and stuff like that, you are not able to uh, use those fields. So that's how we also can configure different workflows with different uh, properties of use. You get an indicator also in the 2D map. So um, we can take a look on uh, some projects that have uh, used this, if you want some good examples of use cases. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's take a look on also where uh, we're using the BCF workflow. Uh, they have um, in this project in the heating uh, discipline. Uh, they have uh, panels, heating panels, and filling panels. Uh, that are custom made every time. So you have to measure each and every one of those panels. So this is a, a plumber uh, called Westerheim uh, in uh, Bergen that has been using Solibri. So they use Solibri for creating an ITO uh, with all the panels. So they just searched for all the filling panels in the project. So the isolated panels created a report, BCF report, which was imported into uh, StreamBib. So they got uh, several things. All these dots, these white, green, and orange dots is locations of those panels. Uh, but when they imported it, they also get a list like this. And all the panels then get a unique ID. So this is 4451. Um, 4452, etc. And this is something they exported uh, to Excel. You can export it to BCF as well, but they exported it to Excel, and that's the order uh, for all the panels they used. So this number was also on the box of those panels when it arrived on site. So you had a unique number for each, uh, each panel. So how they worked was um, they created it solidly, BCF, import, and then somebody on site, they went out, they measured each and every one of them exactly. So it's measured. Uh, and then it was ordered through the Excel order with including uh, the measured options. But what you then get, get is the ID of all of those panels in this floor uh, uniquely uh, on all points here. So you can see that as, as a man installing this on site, you also know exactly which panel you are to bring to this room. And the same number is on the box that you pick up on site. So you have complete overview for this uh, wing of the project. You know exactly where all the panels are. They are unique numbered. So there's no need for any uh, further communications to drawings because you have all the, all the ID you need here. Yeah. 
pretty cool. They've done that for a lot of different equipment. Uh, so drains different, uh, but same. Uh, if you go to sanitary uh, and one of those strings, same thing here. They use Solibri to identify all the uh, all the, the, the drains, but difference is that they look down instead of looking up. <laughs> because they want a location in each room. And if you zoom out here, you will see that these are all drains in this building uh, on this floor level. You have the same IDs as well, different types, but in this case, they used it also for QA. So instead of having a checklist, a long checklist uh, paper version they usually have, they just used a couple of a um, couple of uh, pictures, photos. This is what it looked like when we left. So when the people with the rebar or the concrete, uh, they come in here and mess up everything. And this is not horizontal anymore. And they could go back and say, well, this is what we left it. Uh, and if it's not horizontal anymore, uh, somebody else has to pay for it. Yeah. That's easy documentation. And you know exactly where you have documentation of those drains as well. So. Yeah, that that's part good. of the big uh, values with models that everything is has a location x y z so if you have twenty thousand photos you know exactly where they are taken so you can just move into this region go to topic and you'll see the documentation of it which is pretty um, pretty interesting also for facility management maintenance and operations let's go share that yeah yeah So this is examples of views. Um, we, yeah, let me just go back and do the demo project instead. We also made some checklists. Uh, it means that you can connect um, checklists in productions through objects or search. Here you can see there's uh, a checklist connected to this door, but uh, the process of creating one is that you make a query first. Uh, so if we search for all the doors, which again is 2488, uh, and then um, yeah, check out the requirements here, fire rating. Uh, you'll see all the doors that has set the fire rating, which is 1474 and then you can connect either uh, existing checklist or you can create a new checklist so fire fire door checklists um set some access rights you can fill them in uh, let's use the general contractor checklists yeah, subcontractor, yeah, I guess, general contractor, whatever. It doesn't matter really. Um, add an item, uh, uh, pump, check, function, yeah, check, function, blah, blah, blah. Um, frame. Uh, what do you call it? Paint. 
paint and uh, fire. Uh, what do you what would you call that? Fire rating. Yeah, the fire rating. But uh, the when you uh, around the, the the frame, you will have uh, not the fire rating, but uh, how you make sure I don't it's. Know. Actually, fulfilling the fire rating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot. Uh, anyway, you can add as many checks as you like here. Um, uh, magnet, blah blah blah, and check. And and you can also force uh, force photo. So now the checklist appears there, and if you are on site, um, either start. Object by object, you will see that um, uh, the checklist that has been connected here. So you have the fire doors and the three checks we, we just created uh, where you can check it out. So pump, the function has been checked. Frame, okay. And a magnet, okay. And if you're on a handheld, you can of course uh, also add a photo documentation if you want. Uh, so that's door by door. But if you uh, want to move and take a look on all the doors uh, in this checklist, you can then start from the overview of checklists and we select the fire door thing and we get the report here. Mm -hmm. There you see all doors that are done in progress or not started. You get it uh, in the 3D view, but you also get it in the 2D view. Uh, and what you can now do is just simply go the survey in, in 2D if you wish. So you can go from door to door so now and our on bedroom, select this and then check this out, etc. And this is also connected to the issue management system. So if this door here, there's a problem with the, uh, with the frame here, uh, the pump is okay, the magnet is okay, but the frame has an issue. Uh, so then you can, uh, create an issue in, yeah, let's just use the BCF workflow right now. Uh, in this case, when I'm just in 2D, I have an issue, I have a problem uh, with the frame. Um, scratch. Uh, need painting. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then you can assign it to someone, uh, either a group or a person. You give the due date, etc., and post it. Now it's connected in the sense that if you are on this door and trying to close this uh, issue on the checklist, you can't because there is an issue connected to it. So there's an open topic related to this check. So you need to check. Um, that problem. And when somebody has fixed it, documented it, and closed it, it's a different story. Only after that you can, yeah, clear it. Yeah. So now it's, as you can see, it's been closed by, by me in this case. But then I'm allowed, you can see there is a, a topic there, but then I'm allowed to, to actually close that. Yeah. Close that checklist. So it's connected. Yeah. And um, uh, the queries here, as you can see, the checklist here, the fire doors here, if we move to this and edit it, you'll see that this query here is the foundation. So it means that every 
time the architect exports a new door that has set uh, value in this property pi rating it will be the checklist will automatically be added um, to that object yeah so that's the checklist feature um, there's a few others um, as well but i guess um, it's a teaser at least see which which objects you have checked or not uh, so the idea behind this is it's easy to have an overview of everything you have checked the big problem is to have an overview of everything you haven't checked uh, which is in traditional checklist manner uh, much more difficult to to control because it's all, always a piece of paper um, and the piece of paper is used to um, Show everyone that you're on top of uh, <laughs> on top of the things. Uh, while this is more um, something you can plan up front um, and see how far you are in completion of, uh, of the project, yeah, or your contract or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So. Um, Anything else we should revisit? Um, I don't know if you if you think there is any other feature that you did not mention about. Well, I guess it's a combination of um, uh, different um, features, um, how you work, basically. Um, I guess the most, I can show you how these guys here on the plumbing contract here works. When they, work with the plumbing, they go into a corridor, they place themselves in a corridor, they use the clip plane and they check clip plane um, under the, the slab, uh, they flip the clip plane, and then they go up and, and look down in the corridors to get an overview of uh, all their objects, uh, basically to produce. And then if they don't need all those elements so let's see yeah it's it's uh it's a lot of elements here <laughs> yeah ventilation for example they always they often switch them off to see where they have the sprinklers and heating and, and cool water and things like that yeah so let's switch off a lot of these things. Yeah, the rebars are not that interesting either. Yeah, and then um, they start measuring from here, uh, planning produ production of their um, their pipes, uh, and uh, they also did some clever stuff on their. Uh, yeah, maybe I just skip that. But yeah, maybe this is not the, the right file. Yeah, this is the demo file we're having. So it's a copy. Uh, so we put the, the different things, um, well, the different files in, in, in a different layer mode. So we can't really figure that out here. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yep. 
Yeah, if uh, I I asked you during the presentation, so I don't have any questions. Uh, the only one thing uh, regarding uh, the uh, pricing uh, structure of this software, how affordable is for for everybody? If it's something you have on your website or you are can talk about. Yeah, the basic. Um, uh... The basic version of this without uh, the full capture mode and without the full documents mode. Um, yeah, by the way, we didn't visit the, the documents mode. Let me see if we have that on the other project. Um, we, uh, we say we don't, um, well, we, we try to support a project without drawings but we do have a module with the drawings. So it's also a document management system. Um, I didn't tell you that. Yeah, that's important, especially for authorities or clients that are requiring this, right? Because legislation is requiring, like you need to have drawings. Yeah, yeah. So basically it's, it's, um, it's a folder structure, but we use um, uh, labels to, to navigate. So this is the view you will see typically when you're on site on a handheld device. So if it's sanitary, you just select uh, this label uh, if you want to look on a sanitary system. And then you see that uh, it's different uh, production wagons, basically, that are running through this. So you will see this. So based on two tags, you are navigating now down to two potential drawings and we also uh, these are just details because this is a almost a drawing list project but some details they they always share and we stream these also so you can see it's as you zoom in you will get more details basically we we zoom them in different resolutions uh -huh. but you can have uh, you can have thousands of drawings and they will all be in, in your pocket basically uh, but it's a streaming technology as well and you have some a simple measuring tool here as well uh, so where you can add uh, this just replace the measuring pole on paper basically but you get an xy set and you can use different scales uh, depending on what you want to do but it gives an indication at least so but just... uh, this uh, text who who put in that text this uh, these labels yeah yeah, it's a structure that comes from, uh, say, the mother project in this case. No, 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 uh, no. I, I was not, not, not that. If you go, if you open a drawing, just open a drawing. Oh, well, same as. Um, uh, so if we we were on sanitary and on wagon IB yeah. twenty six twenty. Just it doesn't matter. I think the text, like the the text that it shows you, what is that thing? For example, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, this is put in by uh, the designer, or uh, it could also be actually the, the contractor itself in this case, because they produce some additional drawings uh, which they think they need out on site, or or yeah, the people installing it. But is this uh, is this made in Streambeam, or is this made with another uh, authoring software? No, this comes from the BIM authoring uh, tool. So in this case, I think it's Revit that are used for the plumbing. Okay. So it's so it's a sheet from from Revit. Okay, I see. But then, how how uh can can you show me a drawing that is one hundred percent produced in Streambeam? 
Uh, well, the drawings are just dynamically uh, produced in Streambeam. So if I you create, don't get them as documents, you don't get them as documents. Okay, so but but this this here, this is a picture. Yeah. Of the footprint of the model. So this could be exported. The the only difference from a drawing is that we we put the the the, the room number and name on top of uh, the drawing. So if we rotate, you will see that the text doesn't follow the drawing; it follows the screen. Yeah. yeah. But this is a this is an automatic generated uh, well floor plan, which is basically a yeah a drawing. Uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, the document. Documentation is still uh, produced by other tools, but yeah, it's because yeah. the regulator, regulators do, don't keep up the pace with the, the requirements. But uh, I think that is going to change. And uh, when we will have only projects where drawings won't be a requirement anymore, so we, which we are very close to, there are already starting to be more and more of those. Yeah, there are more and more examples of that. Yeah. So that is going to 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 lead to uh, savings on the projects, <laughs> as yeah. far as I am concerned, is how I see the things. Yeah, definitely. But I but I think also this um, this change um, of behavior, where if you if you legally set the model first, you will get better model quality as well. Um, if you have less focus on the drawings, I think that's positive in any way. Uh, so definitely the the right path. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good that you remember to to mention about documentation as well. It's important. It's still yeah. It, it's it's always important, but still an important part. Yeah. And uh, uh, even though we're we're a BIM tool, we know that uh, many of our customers actually are quite fond of the, the document management system, where you use uh, labels uh, or metadata about the documents to to navigate it. Yeah. So. Uh, can we go back to prices? Do you have a pricing page on your website or something? No, we don't. And uh, the basic pricing uh, starts on uh, depending on which market you're in. But uh, the Norwegian Kronos that's three thousand six hundred uh, per month, so it's a SaaS solution. But we don't charge extra for users, so you have unlimited number of users and unlimited number or storage as well. Uh, so uh, no limitations to files. So uh, when you say like is are there allowed for more actors to use this or you mean users from one organization let's say that a customer or a, a contractor has yep. a we have uh, different modules or different um, models there but uh, in general it's paid per project or you can have an enterprise deal uh, so that's how you how you purchase or the two main models, yeah. You said 3,000 kroner, right? Yeah, uh, 3,600 for for uh, starting point. Okay. But it also depends on uh, project size. So if it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, depending on the size, you will have um, a higher uh, a higher cost if it's uh, if it's large projects. Well, like this, 50,000 square meter. Sure, I understand. And I guess in this project, there are 500 users as well, so. It's, wow, uh, that's it's a lot. Quite... Yes, but then uh, of course the price um, drops if you measure per user, per head, per seat, or whatever you want to call it. Um, 
so that's uh, yeah yeah i uh, i just uh wanted to to like uh, the equivalent in euros or dollars it's around 360 or somewhere between 350 and 400 uh, dollars or euros around there roughly yeah i uh, think it's 350 i don't have the prices exactly but but if you well contact us on sales at uh, render.io and or, or sales at streambeam.com that's also <laughs> uh, it's a possibility and uh, then we'll uh, we'll you'll you'll get the prices depending on your project size what kind of uh, support are you offering uh, on the projects like uh... yeah i'm glad you asked inside uh, inside uh, the software here you have a chat so you can chat with us we're trying to be quite quick on responding there uh, you see lirian is our uh, head of support is logged in right now uh, we also have guides built in there uh, where you can search for whatever uh, if you search for 3d on mobile uh, or you have all those different uh, tags you will see how it's we, we try to use videos to demonstrate how things are so when you're in capture mode uh, a vertical position you can then just lay it down horizontally and you have 3d so we use uh, the guides here uh, we also support uh, can set up of course training or consultancy uh, as well depending on your needs so uh, we yeah don't don't be afraid to get in touch <laughs> yeah sure regarding the setup is just as easy like you create you you create an account you get an account and uh, you just drop uh, drag and drop your ifc files and you you unite them in a federated model and you start using it yeah you have to you have to uh, choose but from our uh, website it's just start a free trial uh, you have 10 days of free trial and then after those or through those 10 days we will get in touch with you if you don't want to continue or keep going uh, we we don't charge you anything. That's not a problem. Uh, but then you can uh, order um, your license there. But it's like you say: upload IFC files, uh, decide which files you want to group, or give them a more human-readable name uh, if you want, uh, and then just process, and you're good to go. It's uh, we're trying to be a plug-and-play thing. So sounds very good. It yeah. is how it's supposed to be. Well, is it there anything else you think we did not mention? Please feel free to. Uh... Well, I guess um, uh, we're we're really happy to get in touch with anyone. So uh, please don't don't hesitate to uh, ask us to get a personal demo instead of uh, <laughs> a video. Uh, yeah, I guess that's um, that's final final words. Um, Check out our website, streamim.com. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Thank you very much for a very uh, detailed and uh, in-depth presentation. It was really nice to uh, to see uh, the potential of this software. Yeah, cool. Thanks for, um, thanks for uh, the invitation and having me. <laughs> <laughs>